Hi, in this episode of my podcast series, Let's Talk About Self-Harm, my daughter Natalie talks openly about her journey through self-harm. It's incredibly insightful and gives us a glimpse into the mind of a 13-year-old struggling to make sense of her emotions and not having the vocabulary or ability to express the pain she was feeling and why she was self-harming. It's a loving message of hope to all parents going through self-harm and for those teenagers struggling with their feelings. In the podcast, Natalie talks about the triggers, what part home life and the family played and how supportive the school and therapy services were. You will also hear suggestions on how, as a parent, you can help your teenager to feel safe and supported, how to start that conversation with your teen, and that it's okay to just spend time with them without necessarily talking about self-harm. We discover how therapy services helped, and if there's enough awareness out there about the problems teenagers face. I hope you enjoy this podcast, and if you have a story to share, or are struggling and want someone to talk to, then get in touch with me. Thank you. Hi, uh, I'm Natalie, Shari's daughter, uh, 21 right now. And I think, uh, well, I started self-harming when I was like, I want to say around 13. Um, I feel like it's quite difficult to remember back to, you know, specific ages, um, when it was so far away, um, or so long ago, but I, and I can't remember exactly what made me self-harm the first time, I mean, I was aware that it was a thing, you know, in a very vague sense, um, you know, it was something that had then, you know, been heard about, that, you know, maybe a friend or someone else had heard something about someone self-harming or whatever, but that wasn't a reason. So it wasn't as though I thought, okay, you know, I've heard of other people doing this and, you know, this is something that I feel like would help me or I wanted to punish myself or anything like that. It was just um, at that age and through puberty, I feel like suddenly you're thrown into the unknown. So there was a lot of um like there were just so many questions about hormones about my body changing um and i did have issues with eating as well so it was just like me feeling very very uncomfortable in my body and in my emotions that kind of all built up because at that age as intelligent as you may be there is a lot of vocabulary missing that makes it difficult to know how to comprehend this and even though I feel like I've always been quite analytical obviously at such a young age you can't really analyze why you're feeling the way you're feeling and you don't have answers and that's something that if anything you can only know afterwards so um faced with all of this and you know just generally feeling very very uncomfortable within myself it's something that I turn to um and the reason for me personally why I then you know chose to cut myself was that it was something that I could understand you know I couldn't understand why I then felt you know really sad or I felt really uncomfortable when I uh, looked in the mirror or 
you know, why, you know, just sometimes I wanted to cry for no reason, or why I was angry at my mom or my grandmother or my sister, and why we were having arguments, and um, it was just all stuff that I couldn't comprehend, and I didn't know why I was feeling the way that I was, and then to self-harm kind of gave me a source for the pain, so in that moment, I knew where the pain was coming from, and for some reason that made it easier um, to grasp, and it was kind of like a moment where you weren't always searching for answers. Um, but as for the triggers, um, obviously stuff like stress, um, like very emotional circumstances, whatever that may be, whether it's like family arguments or whatever, um, not to say that arguing is necessarily bad or something that should be avoided in my mind, but I think that it has to be, you know, looking towards like, constructive criticism constructive arguments because um if i felt i'd done something wrong or if i felt like all the blame was being put on me that was stuff that i felt very difficult to deal with at that point um or you know if i'd had a bad day and like i said it was also linked to my eating so sometimes i also wanted to punish myself for, you know, having eaten too much or for whatever else. Um, but there weren't necessarily, like, triggers as such, as much as... From the beginning, it was something that I knew that I didn't really want to do. So I feel like it wasn't something that necessarily triggered it. It was just that for then a certain amount of time, maybe for a certain amount of days, or later on for a certain amount of weeks, I didn't self-harm, and then when I was in, like, in a bad emotional place, then I self-harmed again, because I felt like I couldn't take it, um, so I feel like it was kind of the other way around, that I'd then, like, you know, break down, and then start self-harming again, rather than having something that kind of necessarily triggered it as such, and, you know, yeah, so... And rather than it being a proper trigger, it's it was just, you know, a situation. It could be, like, a bad day at school, like, you know, an argument with my mom, or anything, really. Um, but in terms of how my school and my family dealt with it, um, I remember that um, a friend who had also then been self-harming, and she'd confided in me, and then I told her that we went to a teacher, and then they called our parents in like individually so then that had nothing to do with the other um so in that sense it was good that they got the parents involved and i feel though after that there wasn't that much involvement from the school and there there are certain issues like sports swimming those kinds of activities or even lessons like art or science where you're supposed to roll your sleeves up where if you're self-harming on your wrists that makes it very difficult and it's something that at that age or even as I then started to get a little bit older it's not something they're ever going to tell a teacher um and I feel as though you know it shouldn't be like an announcement made to all of the teachers but maybe just like some awareness that if a child is really saying like no they don't want to take off their long sleeve top or whatever, that there aren't as many questions asked, but that also goes for, you know, swimming, that there should be, if there is a note, that it should be handled with a bit more discretion for whichever reason, whether, you know, you've got a period or whatever, that it just doesn't feel like you have to explain yourself 
or justify why you're not doing it all over again and that you're then made to seem like the difficult person because that just adds to the feelings of guilt or discomfort um but as to my home environment I remember you know my mum picked me up and then um I think she took me to Starbucks actually (laughs) um I I do think that in general, I've been very lucky to have a very supportive mother um, and grandmother as well. Um, but I'm going to base this more on my mother because she was like the closest parent to me uh, because my father um, lived in another country. It was something that he only kind of was involved with to a very, very small degree. Um, but I think the you know my you know my mother's always been very very supportive but an issue was or is in general to generalize it that if that's the first time that parents are made aware of this as a concept or anything there are a lot of questions that they want to ask that they may then direct to the child like why are you doing this um what causes it what are you self-harming with um and you know then clearing the room searching for the room like searching the room to see you know take away like scissors or blades or anything like that which i understand that it's in the interest of the child but it can add a lot of stress and pressure so um i would say that i think my my mother did deal with it well but i wish there the she had maybe had someone that she could have asked about it or like had a website or anyone to talk to to ask these questions that needed to be asked rather than coming to me and saying look Natalie why are you self-harming why are you feeling the way you're feeling because my issue was that I didn't know how to express myself um and then kind of being forced to explain to you know comfort and reassure my mum that she wasn't a bad parent then kind of put pressure on me and then you know that adds to like feelings of guilt etc um so it wasn't as such that she wasn't helpful it was just those things that made it a bit more difficult and I think in general you know she was very supportive but I think it should be um maybe more of I mean I don't know if I'm even qualified to talk about this but just more of a like supportive asking you know how are you how are you feeling and I did appreciate that my mum did that or you know took time to then spend time with me individually so that you know I definitely felt very loved by her um and that was never the question yeah as I was growing up we had our arguments (laughs) we didn't always get on as we do today um But in that sense, I didn't really have an issue with my home life. Um, I mean, I would say that I've had quite a privileged upbringing, especially in terms of the effort that, you know, my mother and my grandmother put into my education, into my home life. So it's never as though I felt uncomfortable being at home. Um, But I do think that um, there definitely needs to be some sensitivity around you know, getting rid of items that are used for self-harm because 
at that time you kind of like pull back into yourself and then the feeling of like your parents searching your room or maybe trying to read through a diary to find out what's going on then makes you not want to do that so um i feel that maybe it should be like more of a oh we're gonna check your room all the time which kind of feels very invasive to a look please can we do this together i want to support you in the best way i can and i feel like you know maybe my mother didn't do that with me but that's like i don't know <laughs> um but as i got older it was definitely something that i felt like i could open up to my mum about more um especially after the fact that you know then i was able to talk to her about it but in general there were very few people that i did speak to it about um as for friends yeah i would say like two or three friends knew but they had all self-harmed themselves and so it wasn't something that we talked about in you know our own personal experience but it was more like you know can i borrow a hoodie or like you know my mum saw that i'd self-harmed again this and that so it was like more of an emotional support or like practical support um rather than anything else um and yeah it's just because something i was always very uncomfortable talking about so um i wouldn't really say that i talked to many friends about it um maybe there was one friend who got who was aware of more of it but definitely not something that um i felt comfortable sharing with anyone um and like now i've gotten over it but it still feels very weird to talk about if i'm being honest um but what helped me thrive or survive um definitely getting out of the house definitely having activities to distract me because you know like i said it was also very linked to my eating and to other issues and being in like either being in between school and then coming home doing homework eating um dinner and then you know going to sleep you're just kind of in that routine and if you're struggling um i find it good you know to when i then did have the opportunity to do something with my mum on her own just you know the two of us going out for coffee or going out for a walk or even going into town so you know not something that cost money or anything um just like you know activities whatever i felt like cinema or whatever because then you kind of get out of your head a bit um and then it wasn't necessarily that i wanted to talk to her about it and or that i necessarily felt that i needed to whether that's right or not i don't know but it was just more like knowing that she was there and then strengthening that relationship without having to directly talk about it just being able to switch off um that really really helped me um but i think definitely what got me through the day rather than through the situation as a whole was maybe being able to like write it down um but that's personally what i've always felt very comfortable with like writing it down or expressing it in some way because um that for me was the beginning of beginning to the beginning of understanding it that um when i wrote all of this down 
even just, you know, start writing, see what comes up, see what I just wanted to talk about with myself for that day, um, whether it made any sense or not. And I usually didn't read about it afterwards, but it just kind of helped me structure my thoughts and it kind of helped me understand what I was going through and just um, focusing on positivity because it's not as easy to say that, you know, you can choose your mindset or like, you know, if you suffer from depression or any other mental illnesses, that it's something that you can really kind of just snap out of. But definitely trying to focus or trying to realise that there are a lot of positives helps because there and then I really didn't feel like it was going to get better. Whatever situation I was in, I didn't think that I was going to feel any better ever and it just felt like a very helpless situation. So that's also then linked to, you know, um, just doing something, any activities that didn't relate to school or home life or anything that just kind of made me realize that there's a lot of life to live and that whichever situation I may be in and however I may be feeling that not to trivialize it but that I was still very young and I had so much to live to experience so much love to give so much love that I would receive that that was something like worth carrying on for um yeah um I definitely also think that therapy helped um in terms of cams in particular i didn't find that helpful because there was such a long waiting list it took me and a long time to get an appointment and at that point it felt like i had to repeat a lot of what had happened and explain it to a therapist so that they could like jot it down and understand rather than them initially just being there for me it was more like you know explain you know what happened or what brought you here all of this like please catch us up for like the past six months the past year or whatever since you kind of were put on the waiting list rather than saying you look how are you today like how are you feeling today just like chat it just felt like there was a lot of pressure on it and also I felt a lot like just a name in a folder rather than like a person because there is obviously such there there are such long waiting times and um there is such a heavy caseload that I definitely felt like they just kind of wanted to fix you um that it was you know if you could say oh you know I don't self-harm anymore or I don't feel depressed anymore or you know I have regulated my weight or you know I'm you know I'm eating again that they were like you know what great you can go rather than it being trying to build like long-term solutions or coping mechanisms because that's definitely what's difficult it's easy when you have some if you are able to open up that there is um that, that it can be helpful for there to be someone in that moment whether it's a therapist or not but I don't feel like they were any more qualified than maybe like my mother had been had I felt comfortable talking to her, to her about it at the time um because it just felt like I was recollecting it um what I'd experienced how I was feeling and um that there was no depth to it so I don't feel like there was anything that was really solved by it that it was just kind of like a matter of time um yeah
I'm, I'm, I really don't know what else to say about it because I appreciate that it is necessary um, and it's not all through fault of their own, but I definitely feel like there should be more focus on coping mechanisms, like, you, you know, so if this is how you are feeling, you know, what do you think you could do to even like not self-harm in that moment or to be okay in that evening or if you've got a bad family situation like do you know like do you have any friends you could confide in or like the parent or someone else and you know just building coping mechanisms because when that therapy stops which it eventually does after like usually a quite short amount of time because at that age you will not say no I still need help you will say oh yeah well you know what I'm actually feeling fine or things are starting to get better and they say you know what that's great and then you're kind of done um, but then when things get bad again, or when you get stressed because of GCSEs or A-levels or a breakup or whatever, it can start again and then you don't know how to cope. You know, how you're supposed to express your feelings and you kind of want to go back to what you know. Um, yeah, so I feel like there is the help out there, but it just takes so long to get any help and it takes so much effort that um especially like as you get older when I felt that I've needed therapy again or you know it's just something that I would like that to get it you know state funded um so not to say okay I'll pay however much for a therapist on my own but it takes so long and it's so exhausting and if you are maybe I'm just going to link it to depression because you know, I feel like, for me, that was, um, that it was so exhausting for me to find someone I wanted to speak to, um, to call them, to make an appointment, to even know that I was going to go, because I would feel comfortable enough getting up out of bed, and going across town for this appointment, and then talking to them, and then feeling, you know, (laughs) as I was, and then coming back home, and having to do that all on my own, um, so the help is there but I just feel like it's quite difficult to access and if you know that you're having an awful awful week or day or whatever and you know that you're gonna have to wait to see someone and you don't want to burden someone else you're not gonna call like an ambulance or and you don't necessarily want to talk to someone on the phone um I mean that was my experience that it just feels so impossible not knowing when things are going to get better. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of difficult. It's really difficult. And I mean, it goes into um, state funding and all of that. But yeah, the help, the help is there, but it just takes, it just takes way too long. And then when it is offered to you, it's just way too short that I don't think that it provides any lasting change because definitely what got me out of it was getting older, learning to love myself, accept myself, accept my body and being surrounded by really strong women like my mother, grandmother, aunts, sisters, friends and just realising that um, I had, you know, that, that I was then just really, just finding something like worth living for or having like that hunger for life again that I didn't really have um but in terms of awareness I don't think there's enough awareness out there I'm not really too sure how much that's changed since then 
um, you know, since I was kind of in the midst of it, because I have to say, in all honesty, it's not really something that I've necessarily educated myself on um, too much since then. Um, but I do definitely think there needs to be more aware awareness around it and that it isn't just like, oh, you know, a teenager who is, like, having a temper tantrum or, like, just, like, depressed teenage girls or, like, you know, you've had a bad day or something. That I think that, that it does need to be realised that um, young people, even without, like, decades of life experience, can have gone through... Um, experiences or even be experiencing mental illness that does need to be taken seriously and it does need to be looked at and treated in a serious manner um so i feel like there need to be more platforms to talk about it whether it be like a website or anything you know even like this just to educate people and to answer the questions for the parents and for the teachers and for the schools and all of that because when all of these questions are being directed at the kids or their feelings are being invalidated that's not helping anyone then they're just gonna like retreat back into themselves they're not gonna open up anymore um yeah so i definitely think that there wasn't enough awareness um because it wasn't taken seriously, I was definitely told, you know, you're 13, 14, life is going to get a lot more difficult and you'll have to be able to deal with it. And, you know, even now, <laughs> I know that it's still going to get more difficult and the responsibilities will only grow, but we're only ever equipped. At 13, I was only equipped to deal with the struggles of a 13-year-old and as, and I could in no way understand what it's like to be 20 or even 15 um and it definitely felt quite patronizing um yeah so um 